0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I am your host, Eric Fisher, and this is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. This week, I'm talking to someone who is part of a team that is behind the productivity, the team over at Asian Efficiency. I'm talking to Zach Sexton of The Productivity Show. Now, if you are not a regular listener of that podcast, The Productivity Show, that they put on over there, well, you're in for a treat because this conversation here on this show is a sister show to one that they just released over there, and the way that you can get to that is to go over to theproductivityshow.com, and it's episode 91, where Zach interviews me all about mastery and practicing something till you get really good at it, or in other words, have mastered it. Now, I'm not going to claim that I have mastered podcasting, but I feel pretty confident <laughs> in a humble way of saying that, sorry. Anyway. I enjoyed talking to Zach over there, so make sure to check that out. If you have already listened to that episode because you're a regular listener of the Productivity Podcast, then here's a treat for you. I then flipped the tables on Zach and interviewed him all about the podcast workflow and how they do it efficiently over at Asian Efficiency. Say that five times fast. The other key piece to remember here is in both conversations. We talk about both those key elements of mastery and efficiency, but we we use the context of podcasting because that's what we do. However, even if you are not a podcaster, you will be able to follow along and learn about mastery and learn about efficiency. But if you are a podcaster or you know someone who is, you will probably want to forward these two episodes to them because it will level up their podcasting game to listen through both these episodes. With that, I'll get out of the way and let you listen to this one. And again, make sure to check out the other one. All right, this week it is my privilege to welcome Zachary Sexton from the Asian the, – well, no, this now I'm, mis, now I'm mispronouncing it because what is your show called? It's called The Productivity Show. Yeah, see, and, and you called it yourself The Asian Efficiency Show, which it is in a sense because it's put on by Asian Efficiency, but it's called – it's actually The Productivity Show, which is a brilliant name for a podcast. <laughs> so Very <laughs> I, to the point. I, I mean, I, it wasn't taken. I should have used that, so <laughs> – Anyway, uh, we just wrapped up a conversation that you'll need to go listen to. And as this is the interview portion of the show, in the intro section, I already told you how to get to that. (laughs) So, very meta. What I wanted to talk with you about is you guys have been running a, you you guys came out with your show after I had already been doing mine for a while, and you've got a bulk load of of episodes out there now. And so you guys have been really cranking them out. And first and foremost, if you are not getting enough podcast conversations about how to be better at productivity, then you have to go check out the productivity show because their show is one that if you like this one, you'll like theirs. There you go. How many episodes are
1: you guys up to now? I think we've got... I just recorded episode 88, but I think our release schedule is in the lower 80s. Okay. So, yeah. So you
0: guys are... And again, I have taken over the three, well, almost four years now, uh, time off here and there and... uh, again because i've learned <laughs> i haven't learned some of the efficiency of how to do podcasting uh effectively here and there and so that's what we're going to talk about here that's not to say that if you're not a podcaster you don't want to listen to this although if you are a podcaster this is going to really help you but again the you non-podcasters out there will be able to apply productivity principles efficiency principles especially in systems to to any
1: workflow so we'll try to keep it meta
0: yeah so all right, how did you guys start off like with your launch and with moving forward? I mean, 80 plus episodes, that's a great accomplishment. You're going to hit 100 soon. Yeah, how we're
1: trying you know, to think of what to something. do for that 100th episode. We haven't we want something special, but we haven't haven't thought of it yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, how do you guys approach this? Like how, I mean, and it's not just you, although you're the the main person, so to speak, in terms of I don't know, the personality. and the, you know, the main guy, but you, but there's others in the team. Um, I mean, what's the goal with this? What's the, what's the approach that you're taking with this show?
1: Why do the show? Well, it was about a year and a half ago when we first decided that a podcast makes sense. And where we got the idea from was, um, Aaron Lynn had read this book, and I actually don't remember the name of the book, but it talked about the Disneyland effect, is that when people buy a ticket and go to Disneyland, they can go on the rides, they can buy cotton candy, they can go to the Tower of Terror and do all these different things. And that good businesses create this Disneyland effect where people can consume or get value from you in a number of different ways. And Asian Efficiency, which is a blog that has been around since... Maybe the time where you started Beyond the To-Do List, uh, 2010, 2011, most of our content was written. There was a handful of videos, there was a handful of audios, but 90% of our content was all written. So we decided, all right, well, it's time to start getting into some other modalities. So people who enjoy listening to uh, audio over over reading or maybe would want to listen to it on the road, on a commute, could uh, could get access to some of our our take on efficiency and systems. And so we decided that it would be a good thing to do and, um, and that considering the makeup of the team, that uh, we all actually took personality tests to determine who would be best at what job. And my personality is, a, according to this one uh, test, is a star. So I, I like getting a little attention. <laughs> nice. um, and, and I don't mind being in front of a crowd or hearing my own voice. I know that's some, something people struggle with. So I thought I was the person for it, but when we, whenever we do anything at Asian Efficiency, we always make a plan for it. So any any course that we build, any major uh, projects that we go about, we start with something called a four walls workshop. And the four walls, if you're literally in the same place where Asian Efficiency, we're a completely distributed team. We have people in the Philippines and Thailand and Wisconsin and Texas. So we're, (laughs) we're across different time zones but people who are in the same place will literally have the four walls. One of the walls is the who. So who would this be valuable to? Then the what. You know, what is what is it that we're building? Then the why. So why are we doing this, which I you was your first question that, that I got into. You know, another thing would be just to ha- have a new a new source of of people to find us because not everybody uh, would find us by Googling, maybe some people would look in iTunes and look for productivity, which is Actually, uh, quite. Um, we're quite glad we named our show The Productivity Show because our we believe that um, it's taken off to a certain degree where people just look for productivity and they, right. they find us. Uh, so we, we've had actually one or two months ago at this point where we just surpassed our first million downloads. So I, I think that had a big, big piece uh, to it. And then the how. So the how is a, a little bit more of what we're going to be talking about. But we knew uh, that certain things needed to be created, that certain systems needed to, to happen if we were going to have a consistent release schedule. And we, we do release every Monday. Haven't missed one yet. And how we got to 80 is... Um, is the first month in January. We released daily episodes and we knew that would actually help us get into the new and noteworthy of iTunes. If we released daily, more people would listen to us and subscribe and download. We didn't want to necessarily, you know, keep the resources up to make that happen every day for for a year, <laughs> but a month was reasonable. So we recorded about 30 episodes before we even launched. We had the the graphic design work all figured out. We had basically what the show would be called, what what it would be about, how it would look. We had all those ideas ahead of time, and we knew why we were doing it. So then, from then, it's just a system that we created that we can definitely dive into further that allows us to consistently and, and fairly easily produce on a weekly uh, schedule. And if we want to get ahead, we can get ahead. If we are riding the line, sometimes we ride the line, but we always manage to Uh, to get a high quality episode up and we're actually just before we recorded, making sure we had all the audio correctly. It's nice recording with a fellow podcaster. (laughs) I don't have to hold the hand quite so much. Um, and yeah, so that's that's how we got started, and it's been a lot of fun. I've got to connect with a lot of cool people, including yourself, which I'm I'm super happy about. And I think we've we've helped a lot of people. Uh, you know, according to our iTunes reviews, I think we've got eighty or ninety of those. Uh, we're, we're some of them are just like, whoa! <laughs> I'm I'm flattered that that uh, yeah. we've had that, had that impact on on certain lives. And
0: so then that's the other key pieces you guys are because you're not going to get into something if you've got your who and your what and your why then it's really all about that how then. Because if you know who you're trying to reach and what you're going to do and you know why you're doing it then you've got to implement. You've got to execute. And I think that's really the key here is you guys as a team creating a podcast have a benefit or an advantage over other people like me where it's, just, well, it's a one-man show. <laughs> I'm a one-man band podcast. Yeah. So what are some of the thought processes and things you put in place first and foremost in terms of you know lists you created or systems that integrated the fact that you had a
1: team? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And we, we have multiple different types of shows on, on The Productivity Show, which also helps a little bit because we're not always booking guests. Um, the interview is probably our most – common show maybe 60 to 70% of the shows are interviews from outside experts i just was talking with a meetings expert the day before i was talking with somebody who who's all about focus and deep work you might know his name. <laughs> um, you, we were, t- uh, we were just talking about with mastery. So w- w- those interviews are done systematically. Um, we have a whole list that we created actually before we even started the podcast of people we would want to interview. And that list has just continued to grow. It lives in our uh, document resource center, which is Confluence, just a tool similar to Google Docs, just a little bit techier. Um, So we had the names of everybody, not only the names, the topics, their contact info, and then a checklist if we've invited them, if we've recorded, links to the recording. So being prepared with a, a large backlog takes a lot of the stress off because then you're not scrambling to like, oh, what are we going to do next week? And you're like, well, we've got, you know, 40 people to to send out a scheduler link to and which we can talk a little bit later about scheduler links. Those save quite a bit of time and and frustration. That's part of our system. And then Topics to discuss, we have internal episodes where either Tan or I or Mike Schmitz, my co-host, uh, will, will all come on and, and talk about a particular topic. So we'll have a list of topics so we don't have to just every week think of one uh, off our top of our head. So it's, it's helpful to, um, to have those running lists, and, and I, I believe you probably do something similar in, in Evernote, I, I think.
0: Yes. What else are you guys doing? Like you're, you've got, I mean, it's not just you, by the way, it's not just you that's working on the show. I mean, when it's the interview, you, you do the interview, but then you hand it off. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's another bonus. Um, again, I'm (laughs) mostly the guy who does my stuff, but then (laughs) you do, you help with yours, but then you're not the only person. So Mm -hmm. what's, what's the team makeup look like? dot com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Yeah, th- and that's a great question and something I wish we had talked about on your mastery episode because I believe the fact that you edit your own podcast will have you catch and, and realize that maybe some annoying things that you do yes. or say, or questions that could have gone differently that you can then think about how you can do it a little bit better next time. So hopefully people listen to both episodes so we can we can get answers to both of those. Yeah. So it starts with how we, how we do things at Asian Efficiency is we have used a methodology called Agile Scrum. And so what Scrum is, is a two-week period of time where you try to get a certain number of projects or tasks done, and those tasks are called issues in our project manager, which is called JIRA. Um, So we've got a number of those, and one of the potential projects that we have is creating a podcast. And that podcast, we just create a new issue, and we'll put it into yet another list of of all of our um, episodes, so they're, they're all in one place. And then we create a story around that issue. So the story is as... Asian Efficiency, we want to have a interview about how to, um, I want to learn about how to master skills in my life so that I can have a more satisfying career. That was the story I created around the podcast for interviewing you about your, your mastery of podcasting. And then, that makes it a little bit easier to know what the direction of the show is going to be going. You can also do it from the company's point of view. So as Asian Efficiency, we want to be on other podcasts so that we get more listeners and email sign for our newsletter, which is a leading indicator for sales for our courses or, or whatever else we offer at Asian Efficiency. So it, it goes both ways. So you know exactly – again, we're getting really clear on that why. Then yeah. we've got just a s- checklist – and this is called our acceptance criteria. So first step is the recording is scheduled. So often it's me reaching out to a person. We'll just find them online. If Sometimes you have to um, ask friends for, for favors. Like we've got Cal Newport on recently. I asked Mike Vardy for an introduction. Or just like we were talking about too, where I introduced a Joshua to you. Sometimes that helps. Uh, a little bit is is having people to connect with, but you schedule it, and I have a uh, a text expander snippet, which I think your audience is going to be familiar with correct oh yeah totally we've okay. we 've had a show all about text <laughs> all right so we 'll link to that one <laughs> um, but uh, so I have a text expander snippet that also includes a schedule once scheduler, so it makes it just really easy it just I, I say you know, hey, uh, my name is Zach from Asian Efficiency. We've got a podcast all about productivity. I give a little bit of social proof, like, eh, we get, you know, so many episodes, and we've had other cool guests on like you. If you want to come on to talk about this subject, we'd love to have you on. Just to save a little bit of the back and forth that typically comes with scheduling, here's a link to my scheduler. Let me know if you have any questions. Can't wait to connect. And it's great, because that takes me, like, two seconds. Um, So I, 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 I literally go to the list of people that we could potentially interview, and then I open up my email, and then text expander you know adjust it a little bit uh, it, I don't want it to just be like a blanket statement you know I'll be like I, I first found out about you through reading your book or listening to your podcast or whatever it happened to be and uh, and then send it off so once it's scheduled uh, it's it's super easy because we've automated we'll have our guest put in their their picture, add a fifty word bio let them know kind of what questions and then the outline and format of the show, what they can expect, give them some tips on how to increase their audio quality. So we say, Hey, if you don't have a headphone, you can buy this one on Amazon. Uh, if you don't have any recording things like Ecamm, uh, you can, you can record with uh, QuickTime, which I think all but one person we've interviewed has had a Mac. So <laughs> we must lean that way. So that's, that's a nice little hack where we can get a, a good quality sounding audio. Um, and then from there, once the interviews happen, I upload it to a specific place in Dropbox and update the issue, which is basically I assign it over to Mike, which is he's our, our project lead on the podcasting, and say, hey, all the, all the files are up. Let them know which, one, which ones are up, which ones are not. Sometimes the guest doesn't have the technical know-how to open up QuickTime, so we don't get a local recording. Um, and in that case, I'll let him know, and then he sends it off to Jonah at Freedom Podcasting. So Jonah will, uh, will do the editing, and then he'll actually, we've created a bunch of templates around how, to, how, to, how we like to write our show notes. He'll actually go and write the show notes, and from there, he sends it back to, to Mike, who reviews, does some spot checks on the audio to make sure everything sounds good, um, reviews the show notes, and then he passes it off to, I believe it's Tina, Who's doing this? And I don't think Tina enough because I used to do this portion, which was creating the show notes, but then turning the show notes into HTML and uh, uploading them to our email system, which is called Entreport. And um, and so, so people who've subscribed to have the show notes emailed them can can do that. I just was very bad at that job, and Tina's great at it. That kind of is the last step. And then we upload it. The, Jonah is also the person who uploads it to Lipson and schedules it to, to the, the, the blog to be released on the day it's supposed to be released. So we've got, let's see, instead of a one-man show like you, we've got me, Mike, Tina, uh, and Jonah. So we've got four people. But we always know exactly where we are in the process because we, one, the, the issue is basically like a little card. That we can move. It's if you're familiar or your audience is familiar with Trello, it looks a lot like that, yes. Or you can move along the line so you know where it is, and you can know where the bottleneck is. So it's like uh, Zach didn't record the outro again, Zach. You know, <laughs> and you comment straight on that issue, so rather than emailing me or hitting me up over um, HipChat or, or some other messaging service, you can just comment on that issue, and I know. Oh man, okay, I got to do that, um, and then I'll I'll go back and do what I need to do, or. Same with maybe Tina's out. And so if Tina's out, then we, uh, we have a standard operating procedure that I wrote that I can then go back and create the email if I have to. Luckily, she hasn't taken any days off recently, so I haven't had to do it in a while. But that's, that's kind of another part is is knowing how to, to delegate effectively, which is is basically just creating the process to begin with. So we didn't have an editor for probably our first... Maybe even six months. Mike was doing most of the podcasting editing, so we had a process down. Pat, we knew exactly, you know, what uh, he used Logic to edit. We've got documentation on how you can each step to editing that podcast, um, and then just he, we captured it. So it was, we were first time podcasters. We didn't know what we were doing, so we just you know bought some mics and <laughs> um, came up with a game plan, but. Over the course of doing 30 or 40, 50 shows, you realize best practices, and as long as you capture those best practices, it makes delegation super easy because you just you, – you say, all right, step one, you do this. Step two, you do this. Step three, mm, click this button. Here's a picture, or a lot of a lot of times what we'll do is uh, create a whole video on the process in addition to having that step-by-step checklist. So. Using effective delegation where you know where you are in the process because having four people and, and trying to communicate with those four people if you didn't have a system would be extremely complicated and cumbersome and you, you might just want to do it all yourself because you're like, uh, I'm spending more time explaining than, than actually it would have taken me to do myself. But if you create the system ahead of time, if you think what end result you want and all the steps that need to happen, to get to that end result, it, it starts to make things very efficient. Everyone can get really good at their particular job. So for example, I know it took me probably... Uh, Probably over an hour. Maybe I got down to forty-five minutes at one point to create that HTML email. I was bad at it, but I think Tina's probably can whip that out in fifteen twenty minutes because she's done it over and over again, and she was already had the natural strength where she could pay attention to detail. Where I would like send links to wrong things and wouldn't necessarily pay attention to the detail that was needed for that. Where you know Tina might might struggle with creating an interview with somebody, but that's something that. I, uh, you know, I enjoy doing and I like doing. And with Jonah, he, you know, he had been editing podcasts for for years before that, so he's able to edit even quicker than Mike was able to because he's got the systems, he's got the knowledge, he's got the tools. So it lets everyone play to their strengths, and it allows every everything to get done quicker. Basically, you know, if you, if you have a good follow up system, you you don't miss a beat. So it becomes. The pressure is not on any one person to get it done. You've kind of shared that load. Well, yeah, the
0: weight of the entire podcast episode completion is not on any one person. It's only, you know, you're only responsible for what you're responsible for. And and so what's great about the system you guys have is that, one, you could actually get ahead on your individual thing. If you wanted to, because mm-hmm. you could, you know, you could batch process a bunch of interviews if you wanted. Although you're not all interview shows, the other piece being, if something is broken down and you're, you know, there's a holdup, you know right where it's at, yeah, and who and who to talk to, exactly. So, yeah, that's interesting.
1: It's um, never Mike or Tina, <laughs> never go. them.
0: Nice. So you guys didn't start off, you didn't start off with this process, or not the process, but you didn't start off with this exactly this way. But you gradually moved into fine-tuning this process. Again, you said at first Mike was editing everything, mm-hmm. and then you added someone else in. At what point did you realize, okay, we need to make a change to this system, and how did you analyze that?
1: Since we're so systems-oriented and so systems-focused, we we started with something. I you know, I don't necessarily recall exactly what it was, right. but it was something we thought was pretty. I think if you go back maybe seven months or so on Twitter, you'll see us proudly tweet out like, Oh, best podcasting workflow ever. <laughs> and it it was a little too complicated. <laughs> it was that was too many steps. And and it actually just just the other day we um we Tuned it back and added actually a, a step to it because we had some confusion on what uh, – there, there was one little part of the process where we weren't super clear. So we're like, well, let's just add a check check to it, and, and then we'll always be clear if this is done or this isn't done, and we don't have to go back and forth, Or especially because our one – not as efficient as it could be. I I work at Asian Efficiency, so I'm not allowed to say the word inefficient, is the part where we rely on email. I would would love it if we could rely a little bit more on either automation or some other system besides email, because what it does is if I don't do something correctly, Mike connects with Jonah, and then Jonah connects with Mike, and then he has to connect with me. So if I do something wrong, and that's why I'm I'm always the bottleneck, um, then it, it causes a little, little bit of frustration. So we're still tweaking that. We're still trying to figure that little piece out, and that's why we had the checklist. So Mike could be super sure that everything is where it needs to be before he sends it off to our podcast editor. Um, so – that it, that's that's something you just kind of learn and in one thing to do is to have regular check-ins around the system saying hey is this working is this not working that's when we decided our whole system that we had created before was a little too big and a little too cumbersome so we tweaked it back another thing that you can do to make sure that you're you're always improving your your systems and your processes is uh an idea that we call the the three times rule So if you notice something is annoying or frustrating and it happens more than twice, you try to find a permanent solution to it. So the annoying frustrating thing was I didn't always have uh, this, this certain audio in Dropbox when I passed it off to Mike because I I just didn't, I don't know, didn't realize it was part of something that was necessary. And Mike's like, I thought that was always in there. And we're like, well, let's, let's figure it out. So what we did is we added a checkbox is if this, Piece of audio was in the in the Dropbox. We put it in there and we check it off. If it's not, I'll comment in the issues that hey, it's not, and here's the reason why. So the three times rule helped us figure that out because we, we you know, we were having a discussion about it, and it's like well, we've had this discussion before. Let's let's make yeah. a permanent solution to it. So the, that's those are some some pieces of advice you can do to make sure you're always improving and and not just being stagnant. But if a system works, just keep working it until you find it's not anymore.
0: Yeah. What about, you said you were the, you were the bottleneck. Do you think that your teammates trust you, or how do you, get, how do you get them to trust you moving
1: forward? Trust is a big part, especially when you are relying on other people to get things done. I, you know, I can't speak to them. I, I do hope they trust me. Um, one of the things that makes uh, everything a little bit less stressful is just getting, getting ahead. Uh, and, and that's what we're trying to do with not only our podcast, but with a lot of our projects at Asian Efficiencies. We've kind of narrowed, narrowed some, some focus down. We had a, a bit wider focus for the last few months. We decided to cut a few projects and really focus in so we can be ahead on all of our content, which includes our newsletters, which includes our blog posts, which includes um, you know any any courses and things that we're going to produce, and includes the podcast. So we don't feel that pressure to just perform. And we'd gotten very far ahead last year when I was going to be on a road trip for two months and I knew I wasn't going to be able to record consistently. Uh, I, I think we were like 15, 20 episodes ahead and that breathing room made us feel awesome. And this week is actually one of those weeks where we're getting that breathing room again. I think we've got about six or seven extra, but at the point where you get two or three months out and then it becomes like, don't even have to worry about it. Like, Oh Zach, you didn't, you're missing this piece, but You've got two months to do it. Maybe do it now, <laughs> but so so I hope I hope they trust. But if there is one way to to take the pressure off is just to be way ahead. And and then you know when it comes to trusting too, you just trust but verify. Like I trust Zach probably did it, but let me check uh, would would be the situation. And actually, that's why we added the checklist because if I have to check something, I'm not going to check something off that I didn't do. I right. may omit something. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I did something when I didn't do something. So that's that piece of the system is what's holding me accountable. To um, I'm making myself sound like <laughs> the worst person ever. This, this um,
0: podcast. This is, this is actually an intervention. Zach, <laughs> everybody, all your the rest of your team has been sitting here listening to this. No. Um, so, yeah, that's really awesome. I, I mean, I, I, again, having coming from the com, the completely different process. Uh, it's great for me to hear how your process works. For me, I have found that because I'm a one man person, oh, yeah, I'm a one man person. I'm a one man <laughs> team. Tools are what help me yeah. do my stuff faster. What tools are you guys using as a team? So we use schedule once, like I, I already mentioned. Do you use a scheduler for? I do. I I have used scheduled once. Um, I like Calendly as well. Yeah, I actually, do- like that a little Doodle's better. It's a good one too for where if you need a bunch of different people to all mm-hmm. check what they have as availability. Yeah, actually, just use used Doodle
1: for the first time. Uh, Mike Tan and I wanted to connect next week. Mike Vardy uh, and I was like, well, how do we do the three people? Oh yeah, I've heard of Doodle. Um, I've, I've seen
0: like ten to fifteen plus doodles before so
1: it it, but there's that's that's kind of the one limiting factor of schedule most schedulers is they don't have any way to do more than two people is what i've noticed if there's anyone out there or hey if you're listening build that because that would be nice Uh, because yeah we've had that issue before where we want two different guests on at the same time to kind of have a a, and there's not a really good tool to do that like you and i we we just got on a conversation and said okay we're gonna do it at this time so aside from Schedule Once, I personally use Text Expander quite a bit for the show notes. I actually had a full-on HTML Text Expander that had a lot of the the repeating links and images and bullet points and H two tags and all that jazz, which saved me a lot of time. I also we've got naming conventions for how we record certain shows, um, like you know. The my local audio is called something, and the, the guest's is local is called something else. The, the overall episode is called something. So I just use Text Expander for that. And then in addition to the Text Expander, when I, I label something a certain name, um, I've got this cool cool tool called Hazel, which says, "Oh, look at this recording that's in this certain file. It's named this. It should go here." So it, it pulls it from my hard drive and then moves it into the correct Dropbox folder, which is really nice because that was another system that I had broken is I would, uh, I would record it, but I wouldn't necessarily put it um, into Dropbox. <laughs> so right. I was like, yeah, I did it. What are you talking about? Um, so I automated it because I wasn't... just the trash
0: out. It's sitting outside, but it's not in the <laughs> bin.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then another one, actually, you saw uh, before we started recording because we were talking about our, our audio setups yes. is just preset recordings, so I know um you know my volume needs to be at a certain level, so I don't clip, which is something uh where, where your no- your your voice gets too loud and it makes a little not pleasant noise to listen to so i've I've had to turn down my my mic a little bit and get all my settings, but having all those those things set up so you don't have to think about it as much. I also have checklist for the which is kind of automation automating your memory is checklist before pressing record, so I'll ask. Am I pronouncing your name, Eric Fisher, correctly? Um, do you have any name. questions for me? No. Do you, wh- whatever? It ha- I, I don't even remember it because I yeah. <laughs> I don't have the checklist in front of what me about right now. Uh,
0: Pre flight checklists, kind of, where it's okay, I make sure that Dropbox is now turned off. Yeah. So, yes. Know, it doesn't eat up my bandwidth. Uh, my phone is in airplane mode, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yep, I've got that too. Am I, am I plugged in via Ethernet versus Wi Fi? Yeah.
1: I, I only it. started doing that one. I've, oh, I'm, that's a must! I'm pumped about that one. I think it was actually it wasn't just it was um, it was that podcast movement. Somebody talked about that. I was like, oh, why didn't I do that? So I bought that little weird adapter that all Macs need for the Thunderbolt thing. And yeah, um, so totally. I, actually, I
0: grabbed a uh, a USB three one that functions it has a, a place to plug an Ethernet cord into it, but then it also lets me plug in. Um, other USB things. So it it works as a permanent um, USB dongle or hub as well. So I'm loving it.
1: Dongle. I was convinced that was not a word for quite some time. Oh, it so is. (laughs) I know. My girlfriend was right.
0: Uh, Okay. So on top of all of the great podcast stuff you guys are doing, you were actually prior to that Cranking out tons of other and still do great content like courses and blog posts and emails. I know because I get them. And as we're wrapping up, tell people where they can get all that and what all you guys cover because it's a it's huge like iceberg of, you know, on the, on the surface, it's like, oh, it's cool, it's a website. But then you dig deeper and it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much there.
1: Yeah, oh the iceberg really comes in actually with our our email. Most of the the blog if you kind of click around, we're trying to improve the navigation a bit on our next sprint. Um we're we're going kind to of like have a start here page because we do have so much and we kind of realize like hey, people don't probably know where to go. Uh yeah, it's just asianefficiency.com and um and you can sign up for our newsletter which will then start showing you the way. And we, we try to send people, I think that's the reason why people enjoy us so much, is we try to only send people things that they're interested in. So let's say you're reading one of our posts that we did on habits, and you sign up for the Asian Efficiency newsletter there. We'll send you emails that relate to how you can grow better habits or, or you know maybe look into creating Things like rituals. So just asianefficiency.com dot or you can listen to us uh, very easily at the dot com, or iTunes, or you know wherever podcasters are played. What po- what podcast uh, app do you use? I use Pocket Cast. I use uh, Overcast. Overcast. I've heard that's the best one.
0: I have tested that to be the best one, at least for me. Okay. So yeah, Zach, it's been awesome to have you on the show and. Again, this is part – well, this is one part of, two, of a two-part conversation, so we will hit up all the links and everything in the, the uh, post-show and, and pre-show.
1: And we've efficiently agreed to release at the same time, so yes. if, if you're listening to this, you can listen to the other part of the show, which is uh, at the Productivity Show, which is all about your, your good buddy, Eric Fisher, and how he learned to master his craft of interviews, which very well done. I felt very comfortable during this interview.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I I
1: aim to please. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks
0: for being on the show, Zach. Thanks again, Eric. I really hope you enjoyed that. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. And again, this is one part. I won't say which part. It's part one or it's it's part one or two, or it's part A or B. However you want to think about it, just know there is a follow-up or preceding conversation between Zach and myself all about podcasting and specifically all about mastery. So if you enjoyed this conversation and have not yet listened to that one, make sure to go check it out. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to let Zach and I know and if you enjoyed this podcast and this is your first time, check it out. Go subscribe. Go over to beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes. If this is not your first episode but you've enjoyed it and have not yet left a rating or review for the show over on iTunes, it would help us let others know about the show. For you to go over there to beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes, leave a rating. Leave a review, whatever you're feeling comfortable with. Just let us know how we're doing. We always appreciate your feedback, and we really appreciate you listening. I'm Eric Fisher. I'll see you next episode.